We do have Black Panther, but it's just on video. Yeah. And Taskmaster, also on video. God, Taskmaster sucks. Totally yeah, we destroyed can, that. We can get into that on because <laughs> <sighs> I finally watched Black Widow. Oh, okay. Dance, monkey, dance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Happy November. Yeah. Did you have a good Halloween? I did have a good Halloween. There yeah. are a number of small children in costumes. Well, that's better than large children in no costumes. That's right, because that's kind of disturbing. <laughs> Although, I mean, I guess if a kid walked up in his teens in regular clothes on Halloween and said trick or treat, I'd still give them candy. Cause Oh, I would too. So, yeah, definitely. You know, they've decided to do that instead of whatever else they were going to do. So egg houses, yeah. TP yards. Yeah. So, okay. So I was trying to explain when you grew up in, uh, outside of Boston, mm-hmm. what was the night before Halloween? Anything special? No. No. Okay. No, was not mischief night. So in New Jersey, there was mischief night and I was trying to explain to my kid what mischief night was. And like for anybody who doesn't know, it was a night when you would go out and you would, we would, we weren't, we weren't allowed to have eggs, but you'd soap up car windows. You would TP houses. You would cause general mayhem in the neighborhood. Okay. And it was like a rite of passage. It was, you'd go out and you'd, you'd hit the first house and like, it was a lot of fun, except I guess if you're a homeowner, <laughs> I was never a homeowner at that time, but, um, mischief, mischief night is the reason that I know that compressed flour is flammable. Yes. Because we had a kid one year, um, right as we were driving, learn, well, we had all started to drive. So we all had cars and okay. so we didn't want them egged or, or soaped up. So a dude had a, um, a fire extinguisher that he filled with flour and compressed okay. it to shoot out flour at, you know, anybody messing with the cars. Okay. And then one of the other friends showed up with a road flare and they were running around with the road flare. And then we thought a cop was coming down the street. So they tried to put out the road flare with the compressed flour Oh God, stupid. And then made a flamethrower. Nice. So yeah, that, that mischief night was very educational for a lot of reasons, but and, and whose car were they pointing this at? Well, they weren't. Fortunately, it, it was like, put it in the road. Like, like here comes a cop, put the flare down, put out the flare. And so they were like, Oh, compressed flower that might put it out and then turn mm-hmm. it into a giant flamethrower. And fortunately it wasn't a cop. <laughs> but you know, we all learned a really valuable lesson of like, Oh, yeah. okay. You can't do that with compressed flour. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. But yeah, we had, we had a bunch of kids. It was a good night. You know, it was, it was, 
I had one kid give me candy at one point. Really? Okay. Yeah, so he was dressed as a, I guess as Luke Skywalker as an X-Wing pilot because he had okay. a lightsaber. And I set up the candy shoot again and he came up and was very enamored with the candy shoot. And so he was with a bunch of kids. They all, he was first put candy down the chute for him, put candy down the chute for everybody else. And then he came back and put his bag back under the candy chute. So I said, Hey, didn't I already give you candy? Like joking around. He said, yeah. I said, all right, you get more. And so I put more candy down and then he came up to me and he goes, well, here you can have M&Ms. And I said, why? He's like, because you gave me more candy. Oh, and when I was talking to him, it seemed like he might have had some issues. Oh, okay. But it was still nice. You know, we had some deaf people come up and sign, um, you know, and the woman that was there with him, she said, you got to sign happy Halloween trick or treat. And so I know just enough to say you're welcome. So, so when, when they said, thank you, I did. You're welcome. And that seemed to like, you know, make their night. So and did they suddenly think you spoke signs? So they started blabbering away. Well, no, I, she, the, the woman that was with her knew that like, uh, that was all that I was, they were going to get out of me. <laughs> right. So that was enough, but. Oh, you cool. know, making magic happen in South Carolina. There you Carolina. go. See, there is good in the world, Chris. There is a little bit. <laughs> nice. A little bit. Yeah. But yesterday afternoon, because um, in South Carolina, uh, if Halloween is on a Saturday or a Sunday, they still come out at six o'clock instead of okay. all day, which is like what I used to do when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. So my my family made me sit down and watch the Muppets Haunted Mansion show. Okay. You don't sound impressed. <sighs> Here's what my problem is with um, what they did. Okay. Is if you've never been on the Haunted Mansion before, mm-hmm. you have no clue what's going on. All but how many people flat. have never been on the Haunted Mansion before? How many people can afford to go to Disney? Well. I think the generation that's growing up on Disney Plus that is being um, exposed to the the Muppets now have probably not been on the Haunted Mansion. So I feel I felt like, okay. like it worked for me because I knew what like when all of a sudden everything stopped and they say, hey, stay in your doom buggies like the right. ride breaking down. I was like, okay, I get that. Ha ha. That's kind of funny. Um, it, you could tell that this was not done by any of the Henson family. Okay. Like it felt really off for, I, um, at least for me for like the, the Muppets. Okay. I don't like Kermit's new voice you're not the only one uh, and that it's really painful to like listen to him talk mm-hmm. the fact that the old um the old kermit also did rizzo and so now right. rizzo's not there when like rizzo is is gonzo's like right hand rat well now it's pepe and now it's pepe and i don't like pepe you don't like pepe no mm. so so um do you think, because I have a, I have an opinion on this, 
Do you think they actually built the sets for this? Um, I believe a lot of it was done on location. Like at the actual ride? At Disneyland. Yeah, at the Disneyland ride. Wow, okay. From what I, I believe. Because it really felt like they were standing in front of a green screen for a ton of it. There was a couple of things like Sweetums running down the hallway that didn't seem like like a green screen. Okay. But there was a lot where I was looking at um, people just not moving with a lockdown tripod where I was looking at it going that they're in front of a green screen. Like you could kind of see some some fringing on the outside and stuff. And okay. I don't know. I, I didn't feel like that they would spend the time or the money to actually build those sets. But if they were actually at the ride, that would explain some of it. But I don't know. Well, I will say that I thought it was much better than every other Muppet thing they've been trying to push down people's throats in the past few years. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I just didn't get some of the the cameos. Like, why Pat Sajak? Yeah. And and to have cameos of people, Danny where, Trejo, where like he just pops up and then he's gone, and you're like, yeah. Why? Okay, sure. You could have gotten anybody to do that, I guess. Yeah. But you know, I would lean over and be like, "Who's the groundskeeper?" And, Darren Chris. And so. Glee. So my wife would be like, he's from Glee. I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, who's that? And she's like, oh, they're from whatever. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I just don't know enough of the people that popped up to be like, okay. Like, I know who John Stamos is, and I recognize Pat Sajak. Yeah. And, like, Nicole Everett Brown or whatever her name is, I know from... Nicole Yvette Carson, is that her name? I don't know, the one that was driving the car. Yeah, she used to be on Community. Community, yeah. So, like, I know some of those people, but then I was like, I don't know who the rest of these people are. Well, you saw Ed Asner, yeah. Asner, who, yeah. who filmed his part after he died. So, 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 yeah. So my my wife and kid had watched it previously, and then they were like, "Let's watch this." And so it gets to the part where um, they go through the stretching room, and they get to the big picture of MacGuffin. And I was like, isn't that Will Arnett? Right. And they both got pissed at me. Uh, and it, I was like, am I right? And they were like, yeah, did you, did you like you watch this? I said, no, I have no clue. But that's clearly him on the poster. Right. So I don't know why you're mad at me. But, you know, whatever. But, I mean, it was it was OK. I just I don't know. I guess I missed the old Muppet stuff. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. That's never going to be back. No. As much as they try to hit the nostalgia, they it just does not work the way it did when we were kids. I guess. I mean, but like, I was like, maybe Brian Henson produced this, but he, all he has is like a special appearance by. Yeah. He's good. Like the, the Henson kids had nothing to do with it. And I think it shows, but I don't know how much they had to do with the other Disney Muppet stuff either. Yeah. But is it true they're doing a Christmas thing now? 
Like the Muppets will be back for Christmas. On I thought Plus? they, I I thought they were just showing Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, is that all? Okay. That was the thing I saw. Okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, that at least is decent. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, capturing what we grew up with just doesn't work anymore, and they haven't figured out how to crack that nut. What do you think is so different now? Uh, I think the lack of attention span so that, you know, in a half hour, the Muppet show, there would be these different gags that called back to things in, you know, earlier parts of the show. Right. And I think now everybody wants little, you know, two minute clips so it's kind of hard to like really tell a story. Right. Okay. Which is why, you know, I mean, this show was very uh, interstitial. Like they could have taken any scene and aired it separately as, you know, filler. Right. And it would have worked. Okay. Okay. I mean, I did like it for what it was. You know, it's better than that god-awful Muppets Now where Kermit's having an affair and they're <laughs> trying to do a, a TV show. And then the other one, then after that, they did the one that was supposed to be, like, blog postings. Right, where they're trying to make, like, um, viral videos. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, you obviously have people in charge who don't understand what the hell they're doing. No, no, not at all. You know, and I think Brian Henson is more towards, you know, looking to do the different stuff and not his father's stuff. Yeah, but didn't he do he turned around and wasn't he like largely largely responsible for the um for the, the, the Dark Crystal show that was on Netflix? Well yeah. But that's totally different than traditional Muppets. You know, the thing what is it, Ned from Earth? Oh, the, 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 the talk the, show? Yeah. Yeah. Was Hanson. Okay. I think he's looking more to the different projects as opposed to being, um, you know, just trying to keep just, them up at the live. Okay. I mean, cause they're trying, they're trying hard. I mean, animal is in a, is it a, a uh, it's, it's in like a Geico in a commercial. commercial or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have an animal upstairs, and it's and it's not as good as the other ones. No, it's really forced. Yeah, you know, I mean, I they've got this amazing property. They just don't know how the hell to use it. No, and and do you think that's Disney interference? You think that's that's Disney <sighs> stepping in and being like, "This is the IP we have. We need to use it. Make something." I I think that's part of it. I think Disney's like, you know, we paid so much for this property and it's sitting there. Well, I will say Disney Plus is the place to do it. Sure. It's it's a place that they could experiment with a whole ton of shit and if it works it works, if it doesn't, oh well. Yep. Like they're not they're not bound to ratings, they're not bound to to advertisers. They're just doing whatever they're doing. Right. So 
I can see it in that regard. I just, I felt like a lot of what that was going on was lost. If he'd never been on the Haunted Mansion before, you know, I've been on it enough in my life to, I see them walking down a hallway and I'm like, Oh, that's the doom buggy path. And okay. Right. Like when they fall off the the thing into the dining room mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I know where that is in the ride and like what they're going for with the people in the pictures with the duel right. and the, what is Ralph on the big organ? Like, yeah, I've seen that so many times. I get that. Right. My kid's only been on it once. So she's like, I don't remember what that's supposed to be. I think they made it too much of an in joke. Well, and a lot of the things like where, um, you know, you have the, you have the moving statue faces mm-hmm. and it's beaker and, and Dr. Hun- uh, Honeydew. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, um, this is this is it for our cameo, and, right? And then Beaker says something. He's like, budget, <laughs> and it's like that's funny, but it doesn't really belong. Like it's too inside, right? And there were several of those types of jokes. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird mix of cameos. Yeah, and you know, like you said, there's some you just didn't even know who the hell they were, right? So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's weird. I don't, they're not succeeding. They're not making a new audience. No. You know? No. And that's a shame. Yep. I just have to rewatch the Muppet movie over and over and over. That's right. I remember what good Muppets used to be like. <laughs> Oh, the good Muppets. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, but like if you look at the the history and of well, it was before Disney bought them. But like if you go to Muppets 3D at at Studios, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they're calling it now, Hollywood Studios, um, that's a really well done ride or experience, whatever you want to call it. It's a th- it's a 3D show. Sure. Like, I, I had a lot of the Muppets influence, right? Handwork into it, yeah. Yeah. So, like, like the first time I ever saw that, and the little I I don't even remember what he's called now. The little thing that the that they produce that flies around the three D thing, yeah. The first time I ever saw that, and and it looks at you and goes, they all think that I'm talking to them, but I'm really only talking to you. Mm-hmm. And that works sitting anywhere in that theater. Like that is fucking phenomenal. And it's just like, you can do it. You just need the right people working on it with you. And they just don't have that anymore. Yeah. So Kirk Thatcher, who directed this, does a lot of Muppets. Really? He did Muppets Haunted Mansion. He did Muppets Now. He did Muppets Take the O2. Muppets Take the Bowl, The Muppets Kodachrome, Jim Henson's Turkey Hollow, The Muppets Jungle Boogie, Disney Drive On with the Muppets, The Muppets Moi by Miss Piggy, OK Go in the Muppets, I can't The Muppets Kitchen with Cat Cora, The Muppets Bohemian Rhapsody, The Muppets was Roz, Muppet Christmas Letters to Santa, it's a very Muppet Christmas movie. All right, some of that's not that good. No, a lot of it's not. Yeah because they just haven't figured out how to 
make it work. Right. And that's, you know, that's the problem. You're going to have the same problem that you've had with, you know, Mickey Mouse. It's, you know, suddenly he's irrelevant. Yeah, true. You know, and they try to be hip, you know. I mean, I saw Miss Piggy and Kermit on uh, The View for Halloween. <laughs> okay. And, and it's like that that banter just does not work. People. Yeah. Yeah, so. Maybe it's time to just put them away. No. <laughs> No, it's not time to. No, to no you just gotta find the right people. Put them, put them in a museum where they belong. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's the worst thing you can do. I think maybe they need to stop doing the wholesome family Muppets and start doing. You know, I mean, the Muppets got their start on Saturday Night Live, right? And I mean, it wasn't necessarily vulgar, but it was definitely for an adult audience. Yeah. And, and the generation that wants to see it is all adults now. So, right. You know, that, but isn't that what they tried with the, with the TV show where like Kermit was having an affair and shit? Yeah. And that didn't really fly. Although they retooled that a bunch too. They did. So who knows? Which shows you, they didn't know what the hell they were doing to begin with. <laughs> So, yeah. I have faith. At some point. Yeah, you think so? They'll figure out what to do with it. Yeah, I hope so. They need to find somebody... Somebody like... um, Oh, I just had his name in my head, and now it's complete. Dave Filoni. They need to find the Muppet version of Dave Filoni. Somebody that can come back in and be like, this is the way we need to do it and run with it and just fucking completely turn it around. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's what needs to happen. I think each one of these things Disney is finding as they acquire all these properties that like who they thought was the singular voice with the exception of Marvel because it's always been Kevin Feige. Right. But like they thought it was Kathleen Kennedy and she just couldn't deliver on the promise of Star Wars. Right. And then you get Dave Filoni to step in and be like, well, this is kind of what we should be doing. And they ran with it. And now Muppets need to come in and do something like that. Do you think part of it is we don't have the same level of celebrity as we did when we first saw it that you know it's like everybody knew all of these people from either popular music or movies or tv and now you know to your point oh it's darren chris who was on glee and he did that movie about the guy who killed versace and well i definitely think there's it's when there were lesser channels and fewer shows you definitely knew who everybody was. Yeah. You definitely knew when it was only ABC, NBC, and CBS, and then like Fox came along, you knew who all the players were because that's all you watched. Right. And now there's 300 channels where 
if you are in, if you, if you have like Cox media or one of the weird outlying cable companies, they have their own channels with their own shows that like, then those people get guest stars on something. You're like, I've never seen those people before. Right. And I think it's just because, and our attention spans are shorter. And I think it's a lot of like, you know, it's not like battle of network stars where you knew every single person up on that podium. Now it's like, look, it's Willie Ames. Yeah. Or like, like, um, you know, half of the people on dancing with the stars, like I'll look and I'll be like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well they're on a show on the Wii channel. And I'm like, okay, sure. That doesn't mean I want to watch them dance though. And I get that it's a good opportunity for him, but yeah, but who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, at the you same know, point, you know, who wants I don't really to see care. Sean Spicer on a <laughs> dance program? Well, really? I leave that up to like, like, it's got the reputation of like dancing with the has been. So you went, yeah. you wind up like with people, just you're just trying to fill the 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 roster. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, and then you wind you up know, with those kinds of people. Jojo Siwa. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, the guy, what's his name? Um, Martin Cove from Cobra Kai. Oh, is he on it? He was. Oh. And, but like he's, he's older and he's got knee problems. So right. why would you put him on a show if, you know, it's all about dancing? Right. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I I do think they need somebody at the helm that understands the Muppets on a level that Disney doesn't have like a, like a, a Kevin Feige or a, or a, um, what's his name? Dave Filoni. Yeah. I think that's what it needs ultimately. Otherwise you're just going to keep spinning their wheels. Mm Mm-hmm. You got some in with Muppets. You can put your name in that ring. Yeah, I'd have to find the right person to suck up to. <laughs> and then I hate people, so why would I want to talk to people? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, dude, can we meet on a Zoom call with, with no cameras? Sure, why not? Okay. Yeah, or you could just be like, you know, the Wizard of Oz. You could just be the great and powerful John. That's right. And it's it's not your face that they're seeing, it's somebody else's. Oh, there you go. You know, it don't it's just it's the man behind the curtain. Don't worry about it. Yep. Nobody knows what I look like. That's right. You may have something there. You just start showing up on the sets and they're like, Who's that guy? I don't know. Right. But he's got a badge, so he must be important. No, because I'd show up and I'd like hang out at the craft service table and, you know, <laughs> open bags of chips and, you know, put yeah. out the crackers. Sure. To be like, who's this guy? But then you have to go over and you have to give like input on the scene. So they see you at the craft service table handing shit out. And then you're like, well, maybe it would be better if the camera starts here and then moves over here. And then mm. everybody's like, who the fuck is this guy? But the director be- listens to you. Right. You know, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> see, I'm just trying to help. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so we had a new trailer drop today. Did you watch the Boba Fett trailer? 
I did. What do you think? I I'm looking forward to it. I I want to see where it goes. It definitely you know? feels like Godfather in Star Wars. Yes. Well, and Jabba the Hutt was a gangster, so yep. you know I think that's appropriate. Yep. So I don't know. You know that where he says, you know, it's I'm not a bounty hunter, and I think yes, you are. <laughs> well, he was. He was. He's had a change of heart since being half eaten by a sarlacc. I don't think he's had a change of heart. No, you think he's all no. he's doing it. I mean, because he's a, definitely a different character in the Mandalorian. Well, yeah, because he's old and fat. Well, no, but just like I don't feel like the Boba Fett from Empire Strikes Back would have helped Mando with the rescue of the child. Yeah. I don't know. I think he still sees the opportunity for himself. Well, possibly. And, you know, if if today helping out the good guys is is a benefit to me, then I'm going to do it. But if, you know, shooting them dead tomorrow. Well, that's is true. even better. You know, I think he's going to do that, too. Because poor Bib Fortuna. I know. Right. Well, he deserved <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so apparently. I haven't read the comic books or anything, but the, the people with the red shields that kind of trap Boba and, uh, Fennec Shan. Yeah. Um, have appeared in comic books and they are the crimson dawn from solo. Yes. So they're talking about, well, maybe, um, what's her name from game of Thrones will show up in this as Kira. Oh, that'd be interesting. As an older version. I mean, she doesn't have much of a career anymore. Well, she's still doing stuff. Yeah, she's doing crap. Well, you know, this is her way back in, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, I I think that'd be awesome because I really feel like, again, Dave Filoni has that pulse and he, he probably reads the Internet and he sees the love for Solo that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And can work this in to something. I mean, the opening shot is those weird spider monks. Bomar monk. Yeah, yeah. But that's just the brain and the jar thing. Mm-hmm. So he understands that like what fan service people are looking for. Oh, yeah. So maybe maybe he's just like, hey, let's see who we can get. And so, you know. Here's hoping. Being, I mean, they haven't screwed anything up yet. So being that it, it's only like a minute long, minute and a half right. long, and they don't show hardly anything. The the room for surprises in this and cameos and people popping up is just huge. So, oh yeah. You know, I I don't really feel I'm I'm glad they released it. I liked seeing some of like the look of it and what they're what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's enough now. I think if that's the only trailer that they release, I'll be good. Sure. I don't need and to see you'll, like you'll just wait until December 29th for yeah. it to air. Yep. Okay. Yep. I don't need to see you know spoilers of stuff. I like I like going yeah. in, in cold and not knowing. You know, I I think. Everybody was clamoring. There was a um, a trailer that was leaked of Spider-Man mm-hmm. 
that apparently has a, a real spoiler filled shot of a bunch of things. Right. That like, I don't want to see it. Like I would rather wait until it comes out and be surprised. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't need to see, and I don't need the speculation. No. It's like, Oh, we saw, you know, we saw an Ithorian. Oh, that's probably Doc Ondor. And you know, like, I don't need to see that shit. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's great that this is happening. Boba Fett is such an incredible character in the canon and wasted so hard in the movies. Right. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited cause I've been a lifelong Boba Fett fan and to have the guy that played his father play Boba Fett is just a stroke of genius. Yeah. Of like, if he's willing to do it, let's have him do it. And of course he's going to do it. Right. You know, so, you know, that's all, that's all awesome. Um, I don't see how this team can do anything bad. So, so far so good. I mean, they've got a false slate of projects. So, yeah. You know, let's let's see where all this shit goes. Yep. And you know, maybe fan service is is the way to go in in these genres. You know, you're you're only building a new audience through the fans' kids who grew up with it, right? As opposed to like, oh, here's a wacky new character. He's a muppet, <laughs> and then you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And you know, the having the fan service and bringing in characters that are period specific just works in a time when they can pull that shit off. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't really know if I'd want a deep faked version of Luke Skywalker for an entire series. Sure. But the fact that they were able to do that and to bring, um, Mark Hamill in for a day dressed as Luke Skywalker and give him a better experience than he had on the last Jedi. Yep. You know, that, that warms my heart because nobody deserved, you know, to have their character fucked like that. Yeah. You know, I feel, and I kind of feel the same way about Harrison Ford. I really feel like while he wanted the character to die, it's such a bitch move the way that they take him out that, well, and it's 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 such a quick and unnecessary death. Yeah. I guess it's necessary for you know the next stage of Kylo Ren, but you know it it wasn't a shocking moment. No, it was like oh he's just going to run him through. Oh there it is. Yep. And you know and that's the end of it. Yep. He falls down, it's never like, to be seen again. Well, no, I take that back. No, he, he comes he, back as a ghost. Yeah. Because Carrie died. Was it a ghost though? Was it wasn't a force ghost? It's just a ghost ghost. He doesn't have blue around him. Is it just was it a delu- an alu- delusion? Yeah, like they never explain it. Yeah. Although I Do mean, you really want them to explain it? Do you really want to beat this dead horse? No, because I I really feel like in in Star Wars movies the Skywalker saga kind of ends at the force awakens only because the force awakens is a movie I can kind of still watch. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen the, the other two at all since they were in the theaters. Right. 
I've seen I've seen Force Awakens a couple of times and I can still watch some of those scenes. But I th- I kind of feel like that's where that that ends. Hmm. I can see that. You know, Ray gets trained, I guess, at the end of that, but we'll never know. Right. Like I'm I'm happy with that headcanon. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, so it's over. Let's move on. Yep. Let's It was a nice homage to the original 6. Sure it was. But after that, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I mean, and I know there's a ton of people on the internet that really feel like um, when you look at Rogue One, that is the best Star Wars movie they've produced since um, Disney bought oh, the franchise. Definitely. And definitely. I, I totally agree with that. It's so, it, it feels so much like Star Wars where the other ones don't. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. It's, it's hard to believe that like the shit that went down to get that movie made yet. It's so endearing to a lot of people. Well, and a movie that most people didn't want to get made. It's right. like, why are you doing the story? It's like, we, we know the story. Why are you doing this? And it was something totally unexpected. Yep. And it took you right up to the moment of the first movie starting. Yep. Which was fantastic. It was like that. That was an amazing um, way to tell that story. Yep. The end fight with Darth Vader, where like you yep. see him in his prime. Where now, granted, two hours later, he's fighting Obi Wan like an old man. Right. In story time, but to see him in his full glory of like kicking ass and like throwing people around and shit, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't give that up for anything. And it just harkens back to the, to what Darth Vader, well, what Anakin was like as a person who knew how to use a lightsaber. So Mm. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with, um, Hayden Christensen in Ahsoka and uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, specifically because like in Star Wars, they kind of make it known that, that Obi-Wan and Darth Vader have not seen each other since Mustafar. Like there's, there's that line of like, I'm in the presence of somebody I haven't felt since. And like, you know, it's been a long time. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. But I'm sure that they can work it out. Maybe it's just hand wavy stuff. Uh, we'll see. It's from a certain point of view. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause that would be Obi-Wan. And it's a good time to be a nerd. Yes. Yes, it is. So what have you been watching? Anything good? Uh, so I watched the last Doom Patrol where they went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> like we've been to heaven, now we've been to hell. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to see how Madame Rouge plays out. Have you yeah. seen the? I think it's episode eight. I've seen them all. I've se- I'm, okay. I'm completely caught up. Okay, so she, you know, at the at the end, um, Rita, mm-hmm. who 
isn't really the most dynamic character to me. Right. I feel that she's kind of like that spoiled character who's, I don't know, like this is karma getting her back for being a bitch to, you know, <laughs> ingenues or whatever. Right. But now she's, she's you know, becoming um, a leader. Right. Which is interesting to see how that's going to play out because she, you know, she discovers what Madame Rouge is up to and is now confronting her, which is like, okay, that's interesting because everybody else has kind of blown her off, which is unfortunate. Right. And, and it's nice to see, you know, you spent three years with, with this character of Rita where she doesn't know how to control what's going on with her. She's kind of whiny. She's kind of self-centered. Yep. You know, she's not really endearing as a person. And then she goes back in time and she spends 30 years with these other metas. Right. Where she really learns how to control what's going on and become her own person. Mm -hmm. And it's, I like her a lot better than the past couple of seasons. Yeah. Yeah where she didn't really want to go into battle or like, you know, she'd always find an excuse not to do it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I like this a whole lot more. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm really interested to see where that, because, um, Madame Rouge's cover has now been blown. So it's like, was she really faking that she didn't know who she was, where she was from, or was this all part of it? Well, it seemed, it seemed like, um, with Rita losing her memory using the time machine, Mm -hmm. I really feel like when she first showed up, she may not have had her memories. Right. But I think as they were dealing with the sisterhood of the Dada and all that stuff, like, I feel like her memories have come back and, and now she's really dealing with like whatever is going on between the sisterhood and her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to speculate on this show because it right. is so out there because mm-hmm. you think they're going to do one thing and no, they're going to do zombies being attacked by ass monsters. Right. And you're right. Like, okay, sure. So it's really hard to even like like last year if you had told me that at the end of the season when Cliff gets destroyed and um they're all in wax how they were going to like play that off and come back. Mhm. And in the first 5 minutes of the season it just they just kind of shake it off. Right. Like I never would have seen that coming. Like because you thought, oh, well, they're, they're going to spend an entire season like putting everybody back together. And nope, mm-hmm. they just have another story to tell. So let's just go there. But one of the things like was this this last one is the one where you see Brendan Fraser as Cliff, right? <laughs> as big fat Cliff. <laughs> Homeboy. Uh, yes. Has, Redneck. Has. <laughs> gotten way bigger than he was even like a year and a half ago now since he's been announced as the villain for Batgirl yeah do you think he's gonna train I would hope so because supposedly he's playing Firefly 
Really? That's what I've heard. Oh. Oh, okay. Maybe they're going to do the, you know, the the full mask version of Firefly where he just puts his voice over him? Uh, I would hope not. Well, I don't know. I just, when, when he popped up, I was like, I kind of, a couple of seasons ago, they put him in the, in the robot man outfit with minus the, the, the helmet, the helmet. Yeah. And he, he didn't seem that big. No, no, he did not. And then in this episode, I was like, maybe he's in a fat suit. Maybe they, mm-hmm. maybe they put on some weight. And then I looked at some recent pictures of him and I was like, nope, that's really him. Wearing yeah. a wig because he's really losing his hair now too, and it's it's a shame looking at the mummy where you're like, oh, that was like him in his prime. Uh, uh, George of the Jungle. Yeah, George of the Jungle. Yeah, I would really hope that DC would be like, we're gonna set you up with a trainer, and right, you know, we're gonna we want to see you back to you know something of what you were, but. I don't know. I don't know what his contract would be. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, Doom Patrol always seems to surprise me. Yes. Like the whole, the whole hell of Matt Bomer's character where it's his wedding day and you know, his mother knows he's gay and says, you don't want to be an embarrassment to me, do you? Right. Just do it. And it's like, wow, that's, I mean, that's horrible. But, and, and like the fact that, that like Matt Bomer's character knows that he's trapped in hell. Right. Because he's like, this happens repeatedly every single Mm -hmm. time. It's just this over and over and over. And Mm -hmm. even, even Cliff is like, yeah, this happens like I leave my kid in that car so that I can go bang hookers. Right. And like it happens all the time. And so like they are they're well aware that this is what their hell is. Right. And like it just you don't see that in any other show. Like and then they had the weird Muppet thing with. Um, oh, my God. With Jane. Crazy Jane. <laughs> I love that. Where the nose where they, falls off. They, where they kill the what was it a lamb yeah the lamb oh my god where they like kill it it's like whoa yeah it's it's definitely out there yeah it's not like any other superhero show no and I like that yeah I mean like Titans is very much a superhero show yeah I mean and that works for that. That's I, fine. I know it's based on a comic book and there's supposed to be a superhero team. Right. But at the end of the day, this is not what that show is. No. They're not really going on missions to save people. They're they're usually digging themselves out of a hole. Right. And, and it's they're not much of a team. No, no, not at all. You no. Know? They don't work together. They they don't really support each other. No. So yeah, it's 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 just kind of like refreshing weird television. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'll take that once a week. Yeah, definitely. 
And then I finally watched Black Widow. Oh, I'm sorry. The movie that had no reason being made. <laughs> it's like we we know her backstory. So why did we have to go through that again? And the best part of it was everybody around her. Yes, it's not her film. No, not at all. There's no reason for her to be in that film other than to introduce the other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I feel they made it was because I think they she knew Scarlet <laughs> wanted out at some point. Yeah. And that they needed to introduce another version of Black Widow. And so mm -hmm. they could do it with telling this story. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's, I really like David Harbour. Um, mm -hmm. I, I really like him in Stranger Things. He was the one shining tiny little light of Hellboy when they remade that. The dude can act. And um, he's been a huge Marvel fan. And him getting to do this is like a lifelong dream. So I'm really happy he got to do it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day it's just like, okay, we, we don't really have to have this other than to set it up. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it was, uh, it was like one action scene after another, like yep. the whole opening of it. It's like, is there any plot to this or it's just a lot of fighting? It's just a lot of fighting. And, um, I heard like how horrible Taskmaster was and, and it was purely evil and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I didn't really feel that. The worst, the worst injustice that they did to Taskmaster is the scene where they, where Taskmaster takes the helmet off mm -hmm. and it's this CGI. Yeah. This horrible looking head inside yeah. this monster outfit. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of the end of Infinity War where they had Bruce Banner inside the Hulkbuster armor. And when the head comes off and it's Mark Ruffalo's head, it's just this little tiny floating head within this gigantic body. Right. And it's like, that's what Taskmaster is. And the fact that they changed it from the comic books. Right. To where it was this dude that studied his opponents and knew everything about them to where now it's this girl who has this deep rooted past with Natasha. Right. And they plug in the thing into the back of her head and she downloads all the information. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's like, you kind of took away the, I mean, what I would have considered the real evil nature of the character because now it's like, Oh, she's just being controlled by the same guy who invented the, the widows. Right. Right. It's like, well, you know, why wasn't she just another widow? Why did she have to be taskmaster? Right. And, and the whole, like, like if you want to gender bend taskmaster, I'm fine with that. Like they do it all the time. You want to make it a female instead of a male. That's fine. But at least make it an appropriate looking outfit. You don't have to hide the, the fact that it's a girl. Well, and you know, when I first saw it, it's like, oh, so it is a guy. I mean, I knew it was supposed to be a woman, but it's like, oh, okay. It's just, it's, it's one of the weirdest moves that, that Marvel has made. Mm -hmm. 
since then. And I, and this was supposed to come out before Falcon and the winter soldier. Right. And so the whole, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus Contessa Contessa yep. would have been introduced in, in here. Right. And I don't know if I like that better than I liked her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think it's more of a what the fuck moment on TV as opposed to in the movie. Because you get more of her as an explanation as to where when she pops up here, you're like, oh, that's the chick from from Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's the chick from Seinfeld. It's the chick from, yeah, with purple hair. Right. So I don't know. I mean, and to and I guess they're setting up that the Black Widow is now the bad person in um, Hawkeye. Well, from what I've seen, Hawkeye is not going because I was going to mention that it's like, is this just setting up the next series? But from what I've read, it's it has nothing to do with the series because in the series he's training. Uh, you know, his protege and Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop. And it almost looks like Die Hard. It's, it's a weird, like it almost, it's, it's like a weird mixture of Die Hard and Home Alone. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're setting traps for people and, um, you know, he's, they're throwing, they're throwing Molotov cocktails at him and he's just like whipping them back out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. So it's this weird, like, it's a holiday show. Like, th- yeah. they keep talking about, like, you're not going to want to miss, like, this Christmas show. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? I mean, I I mean, hopefully it's good. Hawkeye's not really a character that I felt was engaging at all. He was such a minor part of every film. Well, I can tell you that... Um, the new Black Widow is going to be very important to this because she's in all six episodes, apparently. According oh, to Yelena? IMDb, yeah. Okay. Well, good then. Okay. Yeah, so at least they're setting it up correctly. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Uh, and Vera I wonder Fr- if... Formiga is in it, too. Yeah, I saw that. I guess Kate Bishop's mother... Yeah. Um, I I wonder if making it take place around Christmas, it's going to limit rewatchability. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's like you, you've just pigeonholed yourself into a specific time of the year yep. that, you know, people may not be interested in. Yeah, you're not going to watch it in the summer. Right. See, I think because because Kate Bishop is is where they're going with this and they used um, it's based on a lot of comic books by Matt Fraction, the the comic book writer Mm -hmm. in his comic books. um, Clint Barton doesn't have a family and so he's on his own. And I think they, they needed a reason for him to not be with his family. Yeah. Especially since the movies made it to be like the Bartons are all he cares about. Right. So they've got to get him away from the family. And I think 
stranding him in New York at Christmas time is the way to do it. I'm sure they could have come up with a different way to do it, but I think maybe Marvel wanted to do something set at Christmas, which the only other thing that, that is like that is Iron Man three. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure where it's going. Like I said, it's not really a character. I'm all that engaged by. So, you know, let's see what happens. There is, there is one member of the cast that does not have a character name. So I'm wondering how important that dude's going to be. Hmm. But I mean, to, to, um, Marvel's credit, like they do for every single TV show. If you were a Barton kid in the movie, you are in this TV show. Sure. They brought everybody back. So good for them. Yeah. I just talking about Brian Darcy James. Yes. Mm. Yep. I mean, they have everybody else listed as to who they are, except that dude. So, right. He's got to be something major in all six episodes. Thanos. (laughs) I mean, he was in Shrek the musical. That's right. He was. Was he Shrek? Yes, he was. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, he was. Yeah. He's in a lot of theater. I've actually seen that. You have? Uh, they they did the the video version? The video version and on Netflix. Yeah. My favorite was the way that they did um for uh Farquhar. Yes. With the guy on his knees. Yep. But he's got the little legs that he can like move. Yep. Yep. <laughs> very funny you know that i think the best scene in black widow was where they had just escaped uh that yelena and natasha had just escaped and they're in like that convenience store okay and yelena's like so what's with that 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 three-point pose you always do it looks like you're just waiting for people to look at you and then you flip your hair back (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like yes so apparently that was something that florence Pugh made up on the spot really that they were they were trying to come up with an exchange and she was just like say whatever and so so that was something that she had always wondered and so they wrote that into the other scene where she actually does the landing Yep. And then she's like, ew, disgusting. Right, right. I like the scene where they escape from the prison in the helicopter. Yeah. And, and they say, look, we don't have enough fuel to get there. And he's like, we've got enough fuel. Just go. And the next mm-hmm. shot is the helicopter falling out of the sky. Right. I mean, it's really like it's a softball thing. But to me, that was funny. Yeah. That juvenile humor, humor I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's not really meant to do anything other than I guess explain where she is between the end of Civil War and the beginning of Infinity War. But I don't really know. But does know anybody that it was care? Needed. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was meant to introduce everybody else. Right. 
you know, they do that thing where in the beginning where she's escaping from Ross and they think she's in one spot and she's not. And it's like, okay, sure. Yeah. And there's the big long, like backstory of when they were kids. Yeah. And it's like this, this whole thing is set up so that, you know, that David, David Harbor has some kind of powers. Yeah. But I mean, you really could have done that. And, and at any other time, and I guess my question is, if, is if you have those powers, how do, how does a regular prison keep you in there? Well, yeah. I mean, if you have that strength that he's showing and it's like, why didn't he just overpower? Yeah. You know, the guards or whatever. I mean, not that there was anywhere to run to when he got out, but. <laughs> I mean, the one know, thing, the, the one piece of credit that I will give that film is that, um, so the the bad guy that has created all the widows is a guy named Drakov. Drakov, yep. And he's actually referenced in um in the original Avengers movie. Okay. When Loki is talking to Black Widow, he's talking about things from her past and he mentions Drakov's daughter. And um, a couple of other things that has been alluded to in her past as well. And I like the fact that Marvel was bright enough to go back and like take that and be, make that the thing that, cause they talk about the red being in her ledger or whatever in the movie. Right. Right. And that, that being the thing that Loki has already kind of put into your mind of like, this is the thing that really fucked her up mm-hmm. being what this movie was about. Right. I mean, I like that they were able to connect that all. That continuity shows that somebody's paying attention somewhere. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the Marvel Universe is nothing but examples of paying off something from, you know, five years ago that people have already forgotten. Yeah. And then it comes back and it's like, oh, yep. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the whole Budapest thing is mentioned a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Except Scarlett Johansson says it really weird. Budap- well, no, it's actually, it is Budapest. Is it? And, so and it's not. Says it wrong? There's, yeah. There's two, there's actually two cities divided by the river, Buda and Pest. Oh, is that really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. See, you learn something every day. Never stop learning kids. I I had no idea. Yep. See, now I'm looking it up on a map. <laughs> oh, it's, it's split by the Danube. Yes. The blue Danube. Is that where that, the song gets the title? Uh-huh. Oh. Look at that. Okay. I had no idea. You taught me something. Look at that. Hey, there you go. That's cool. Yeah. Although I, I will, I will embarrassingly admit that I did not know that Budapest was in Hungary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> where did you think it was, or was it just so 
so alien to you that it didn't really matter. You didn't care. So, so, um, I'm trying to think of the other one that I, I can never remember where it is. Um, that they're constantly filming movies at, um, Prague, Prague and Budapest are two places that for some reason I cannot for the life of me figure out where they are on a map. I mean, now looking at Hungary, I now understand where Budapest is and I know that Prague is in, in Chechnya or Chechia, whatever that's called. Like the Chechen Republic, Chechen Republic. Yeah. But if you, if you had said to me Prague a while ago, I would have been like Serbia. I don't know. Yeah. Albania. Like where's Prague? So I, I never know. That's the, that's the New Jersey school system geography failing me. Oh, it's not Chechnya. It's the Czech Republic. Okay. Which are different things. Cause Google maps has it labeled as Chechia. C Z E C H I A. That's Czech Republic. Okay. But is this what they call it? I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to ask a Czech. I guess so. There's a, there's a, in browser video game called um, GeoGuessr, uh-huh. where you it t- it takes you to a random point on a Google map and you have to guess where it is. Ooh! And I st- I had to stop playing it because I was nowhere close most of the time. Okay. Like if it was a real famous landmark, I could figure it out. But like, it took me about a half an hour to figure out where Pisa was in Italy for the okay. tower. I knew it was nice. in Pisa. I just didn't know where Pisa was. Well, it, I mean, Czech Republic is one of those weird little countries like Slovakia. Yeah. And Moldova, <laughs> you know. So. Moldova. Bosnia, Herzegovina, <laughs> Montenegro, Albania, North Macedonia. Not to be confused with Macedonia. Wait, wasn't Montenegro the pla- the the name of the place where they meet at the end of Shawshank Redemption? Uh, but that was in Mexico. Doesn't he well, send him to Montenegro? I don't know. <laughs> I could have sworn. I don't know. I mean, it means Black Mountain, so. Oh, I don't know. Budapest. Budapest. But it, it's P-E-S-T. There's no sh in there. That's how you pronounce it. But phon- phonetically, Budapest is right. But in, in that part of Europe, <laughs> there's, there's the S-H sound. Okay. So, you know. So S just becomes shh. 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 Budapest. Okay. Well, this has been the 
geography part of the show. That's right. So next week, I hope everybody can point out Budapest on a map. Yeah. Like, I never really knew where Lithuania was. Well, see, I know where Lithuania is. Well, I know you do. <laughs> Estonia. Right next door. Yeah, I know. Well, no, well, actually, Latvia. Latvia is in between. Isn't that where Dr. Doom's from? Uh, is it Latvia? It's something that's... I don't know if it's Latvia or if it's something that's made up. Oh, I guess I shouldn't look up Dr. Doom. Latveria. Oh, Latveria. That's what it is. Latveria. Yeah, it's a made-up thing. There's So I mistakenly put Dr. Doom into Google Maps instead of the Google search. Uh Uh-huh. There is an an alternative medicine practitioner named Dr. Randy Doom. Okay. I shit you not. Maybe we can get him on the program. That would be amazing. What's a session cost? It's like a $40 copay. We could split that. Oh, he's in Myrtle Beach. Oh, there you go. You can go visit him. Oh, my God. You need to go find his office and take a selfie in front of his sign that says <laughs> Dr. Doom. <laughs> there you go. There, There's your project. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking at a 360. It doesn't look like he's got... Doesn't look like he's got a um, a sign out front. Oh. This is the weirdest building ever. What the hell is this? Is he a quack? Oh, it's alternative medicine. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> it's like this really nondescript brick building. Oh, he does have a little sign out front. Dr. Randy Doom. He's a chiropractor. Well, it says alternative medicine. Is is a chiropractor alternative medicine? Well, he's not a real doctor. <laughs> Dr. Doom, thanks again. Fast, friendly, high experienced, and no bull. <laughs> now, see, somebody needs to write a review from the point of view of, of like, Reed Richards. <laughs> That would be funny. I mean, I'm sure you can't just write a review and it pop up, right? It's got it's got to be vetted through something, I would assume. It depends on on how they have it set up. Oh, this guy is uh yeah. What? <laughs> uh uh um <laughs> what what what? I it, it on YouTube. Look up the video, Dr. Doom introduction. (laughs) Okay. He looks like a wrestler. An old wrestler. Doctor. Oh, nobody has any reviews on healthgrades.com. Dr. Randy Doom. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, and it starts with the actual Dr. Doom. Oh. I think I can sell this dude some video. You think so? Oh, yeah. Uh, 
apparently on Twitter he has a thing about Tiger Woods uh-uh. where he he trolls him multiple times one day 10 years ago <laughs> if anyone wants to see Tiger Woods return to greatness I need his email address or mailing address Tiger Woods is stuck his problems today are coming from his biomechanics oh Jesus Tiger, you are proving me right every time you play. I am the only. I am the only to correct your descent into media, media, medic roadie. <laughs> Contact me. <laughs> he has he has sixteen followers. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem to have used his his Twitter in quite a long time. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Yes, it is. See that that it looks like what happened was that he he signed on the Twitter. He started to troll Tiger Woods and, and didn't get up. anywhere and then gave up. Yep. And now he looks like a 80-year-old wrestler. That's right. Oh, poor Randy Doom. You think he became a doctor just for the name? Do you think his last name is really Doom? I mean, if, I mean, it's got to be on his license, right? His medical license? Well, yeah. But if he legally changed it when he went to the University of... of Mexico? University of the United States, Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks, uh, well, no, he's got, he hasn't done any videos in 10 years either. Maybe he's not alive anymore. Maybe he's dead. You should go find out. Well, let's, let's see. Dr. Randy Doom. Let's see, let's see what his Facebook page looks like. I was just going to say, are you Facebook, Facebook stalking? I am right now. Um, I mean, there are 12 people who were wishing him happy birthday last year. Okay. Director and chiropractor at Dr. D's Sports Performance Institute. I mean, it seems like seems like he's still alive. Hmm. I just can't believe that nobody's trolling him with, with like fantastic four pictures. Right. Like what the fuck? He studied bachelor of science at Eastern Michigan university. He's so he, from Michigan. So he's from Michigan. He's a m- and, it's a Michigander. And he's married, so... I'm guessing to the dog in the picture? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have much of a life because all that's on his Facebook pages are people wishing him happy birthday. Yeah, I think I think he's one of those guys that set up social media 10 years ago and has never been back on it. 
he got all 165 of his friends <laughs> when when it first you know when he first started doing it and he hasn't been on since it's too bad I'm not a sports person who needs chiropractor go all the way up there just to be with Dr. Doom who's your doctor Dr. Doom <laughs> That I mean, that would be worth it, just to be able to say that. I went to the doctor today. Oh, who'd you see, Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom, the the guy from Fantastic Four. Yes. Yes. Well, there you go. That's that's amazing. <laughs> There's an actual Doctor Doom in the United States. Yay. I should try to sell him videos. You should. Hey, I noticed your uh, your social media is lacking. I could help you with that. Here's a video I did for a one-armed p- political candidate. <laughs> See how he's putting the sign in somebody's yard using the hook? Oh, God. I had no control over that. Yes. It was just an assignment. I can't help it if that dude didn't know how to run a company <laughs> and take anything he could get. Oh, good times. Uh, all right, you got anything else for this week? No, I think that's it. All right. All right, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. <laughs> <laughs>